Well, I got three words that came up in my spirit this week. Number one is bought. Number two is brought. And number three is bring. Number one, bought. Aren't you glad that you've been bought with a price? What price is that? Well, it's the precious blood of Jesus. We look over at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. And it says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit, who lives within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, and you are not your own? It goes on to say, For you have been bought with a price. Purchased with the preciousness of the blood of Jesus, and paid for, and made his own. So he says, so then, as a result of that, honor him. And bring glory to him with your whole life. Bring glory to him in your heart. Bring glory to him in your mind. Bring glory to him in your body. You have been bought. Amen? And then secondly, you have been brought. Well, thank God, he's brought us a long way. He not only shed his blood for us, but he came along and delivered us. He came along and rescued us. The scripture says in Colossians 1.13, Who has, not going to, but has already delivered you. Amen. From what? He's delivered you from hell. He's delivered you from the power of darkness. He's delivered you from a life of bondage. No more bondage for you. No more bondage for me. No more down days. No more blue days. No more anxious days. No more sick days. He has bought us and he's brought us out of darkness. Woo! Glory to God. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad for how far you've come? Think about it. Being brought out of Satan's kingdom, but then brought in. Hallelujah. He brought us in. I believe it's the scripture over in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 23. I love this verse. It says in Deuteronomy 6, uh, 23, He brought us out that He might bring us in. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, He brought you out to bring you in. Amen. Salvation is the door to more. Salvation is the door to your wealthy place. Salvation is the door for you to be brought in. What did he bring us into? Well, Colossians 1.13, we already quoted it, but it says this, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us, that's bringing us in, into what? Into the kingdom of his dear son. <clears throat> You've been brought into the kingdom. And what is it about the kingdom of God? Well, this kingdom is not a kingdom of defeat. This kingdom is a kingdom of victory. This kingdom is not a kingdom of anxiety. This kingdom is a kingdom of peace. You think about it. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness or right standing with God, which removes all condemnation, which removes all guilt, righteousness, peace. He's given us a peace that passes all understanding. Is there anybody in this house today that adverse circumstances came your way one day? But oh, thank God, the peace of God transcended that. The peace of God hovered over you and it has kept your heart and it has kept your mind. You see, it passes up all understanding. Oh, thank God. This kingdom that you're in is a kingdom of righteousness and peace and joy. 
I said enjoy. Enjoy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. You know, I'm quite certain we don't rejoice enough in this church. Somebody says, you don't? You ain't seen nothing yet. This is a rejoicing church. This is a happy church. This is a strong church. Amen. The kingdom of God is joy. And the joy of the Lord will strengthen you in a time of trouble. The joy of the Lord will keep you solid and it will keep you sound. Amen. So he bought us. He brought us out and he's bringing us in, bringing us in. Well, one area that he's bringing us into is what the Bible calls our wealthy place, our wealthy place. Did you know that God has a place like that for you and your family? Well, look at Psalm 66 and verse 12. It says this, thou hast caused men to ride over our heads and we went through fire and water. We've been through some things. Amen. Some of you are going some thing, through some things right now. Been through some fiery tests. <clears throat> Been through some floods. But thank God we're still alive. We're still breathing. Amen. But notice with me the rest of the verse. But you have brought us <clears throat> into what kind of a place? <clears throat> you have brought us into a wealthy place. Now, that word wealthy place, in other translation, means a place of plenty. It means a place of abundance. And it also means a place of refreshing. The wealthy place is also a place of rich fulfillment. Say this to me. My wealthy place is a place of plenty, a place of abundance, a place of refreshing, and a place of rich fulfillment. He's brought us into this wealthy, woo, glory to God, wealthy place. I like that, don't you? This wealthy place is a place where your cup is running over. You know, over and over again, we see in the Word of God that God is a God of increase. This wealthy place is a place of increase. Remember what God spoke to Job. And he said this in Job 8 and verse 7. He said, Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end shall be greatly increased. Amen. Amen. Though you may be in a small beginning, I prophesy over you that your last days, your latter days, you shall experience great increase. Now, don't get, you know, over in this area where you're thinking that increase is only money. It includes money. But there is multiple increase in the Word of God that we've seen. One area that He will increase is He will increase your strength. Can anybody use a little increase of strength? In Proverbs 24 and verse 5, it says, A wise man is strong, and a man of knowledge increases strength. Think about that. When you get into the Word of God, you gain revelation knowledge. And you're a wise person if you spend time in the Word of the Lord. You're a wise person if you spend time fellowshipping with the Father. 
and with the Holy Spirit. And as a result, you're going to experience an increase of strength. For it is the Word of God that is strengthening you even right now. And it's building you up. And so we see an increase of strength. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29 says, He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, what does he do? Can you help a preacher out a little bit more? And to them that have no might, he increases strength. I'm 73 years old, but I'm getting stronger by the day. Let the weak say, I am strong. It's just as easy for you to say, I'm getting stronger every day, than it is to say, I'm getting weaker day by day. You've got to set your mind on what God's Word has already said about you. And if you will say what He said, you will have what you say. You will have what you say. And so you might as well say you're strong. Yeah, but I feel weak. Say you're strong anyway. You might as well say you're healed. Yeah, but I'm sick. Well, the Word of God says, by His stripes, you were healed. Amen. And so another area that we can increase in. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 10 says this. It says that you walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Now notice this, being fruitful. Being fruitful. We're going to talk about that at the end of this message The wealthy place is a place of rich fulfillment where you are fruitful. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. You know, when you increase in the knowledge of God, I've already said it, you'll be strong. Because they that know their God, they're going to be strong. And they're going to do great exploits. Now, one of the other great benefits of an increase of the knowledge of God is an increase of grace in your life and also an increase of peace. I'll just quote it to you. Second Peter 1, 2 says that grace and peace will be multiplied unto you. Grace and peace will be multiplied unto you. That's increase. It'll be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of him that has called you to glory and virtue. Amen. So receive an increase of strength. Receive an increase of peace today in the house of the Lord. But that's not all the increase that you can experience. How many of you want some days added to your life? What about the rest of you? You ready to check out? Maybe some of you better wake up or something. I don't know. Let me ask the question again. How many of you want some days and years added to your life? Well, did you know that when you operate, when you live in the wisdom of God, God will add years to your life. Notice with me in Proverbs 9, verse 11. Proverbs 9, verse 11. Let's read this together. For by me, the wisdom of God... Your days shall be multiplied, and the years of your life shall be increased. 
If you want to live long and live strong, you got to function in wisdom. Yes. Amen. Amen? Yes. And that's all I'm going to say about that. In other words, you need to take care of your temple. Because yeah. you only got one body. Yeah. And if your body is for the Lord's, and if your body is not out of control, you're in position to live longer and to live stronger. Well, I'm just going to trust God, and I'm going to trust, yeah, and, you know, I'm just going to eat all I want, I'm just going to do whatever I want, and, uh-uh. No, you need to function and live in the wisdom of God so that your life can be increased for the glory of God. And so this morning, my goal is this, is I want to encourage you to develop a mindset or a vision for increase in your life. Now, here's some familiar verses of Scripture. Psalms 115, verses 12 through 15. Notice this with me. It says, the Lord has been mindful of us. Aren't you glad that you are on his mind? I mean, all the time. You're on his mind. What you've been through is on his mind. You're on his mind. He's mindful of us. He's mindful of this church. He's mindful of your family. Hallelujah. I'm on his mind. You're on his mind. Now notice, he will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord both small and great. Read verse 14 with me. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Let's read that one more time. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you... Now, if you'll renew your mind... And you'll develop a vision for increase. It will impact your life, but it will also impact your offspring. That's a beautiful thing. I had the opportunity to have fellowship with my eldest son and his family down at Lindy's dad's house in in Morgan Hill. And I can see what God is doing in them. It's just a marvelous thing in my eyes. It's wonderful. God has increased them. They are blessed, man. And that is a result, I believe, of the goodness of God, but also them being brought up in a home where we talked increase. Where we made the decision, we chose every day that we're going to serve God. Our attitude has been and will forever be, as for me and my household, we are going to serve God. We are not going to just take up space. We're going to enter into our wealthy place. And part of our wealthy place includes not only us blessed, but our kids being blessed. Our grandkids being blessed. Our churches being blessed. Our cities being blessed. Everywhere we go, we can walk in the blessing of God. And so it should be our prayer on a regular basis. I prayed it this morning. Lord, help me to be a blessing. Help me to be a blessing to someone today. 
Lord, help me to be a blessing to your people. If you will develop that kind of attitude in that kind of a mindset, you will have ample opportunity to speak a word of blessing over people's life. You will have ample opportunity to be a blessing. Somebody says, well, I'm just looking to get blessed. That could be your problem. You're already blessed. You just don't know it yet. You need to stop chasing the blessing and start chasing after the blesser. And start living in the goodness of God and say, thank God, I'm a blessing today. I'm looking for someone to give to. I'm looking for someone to bless. I'm looking for someone to encourage. I am a blessing going somewhere to bless others. Woo, glory to God. God spoke to Abraham and he says, you are blessed and you shall be a blessing. The Lord's going to increase you. I said, the Lord's going to increase you. He's going to increase you in wisdom. He's going to increase you in strength. He's going to increase you in joy. The Lord shall increase you more and more. Mucho mas. Mucho, mucho mas. Hallelujah. Not only is he going to increase you, but he's going to increase your children. And I declare this, that you are increased because you are our spiritual children. More and more. The blessing of the Lord is upon you. The goodness of God is surrounding you. Hallelujah. The favor of the Lord's going before you and opening doors that no man can shut. The favor of the Lord is taking you into places that you could never get on your own. Say with me, favor. Jesus grew. He increased with favor with God and man. He not only grew physically, but he grew spiritually. And he increased. He was highly favored with God and with man. And that ought to be your confession. I'm increasing day by day. I am highly favored, highly favored with God and with man. I got favor with God, but not only do I have favor with God, but I've got favor with man. People are just going out of their way to be a blessing to me. Glory to God. Favor. Thank you, Lord. And so we see then that we've been on his mind for a long time. And we serve a God of increase, not of decrease. We serve a God of progress, not of regress. John 10, 10, he says this, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's decrease. But I have come that you might have life. And that you might have it more abundantly. That is increase. He's the God of increased, not the God of the status quo, not the God of staying the same. In 3 John 2, John spoke a word over his beloved children. In 3 John 2, this was his prayer. Beloved, I wish my prayer above all things. I mean, when I think of you, 
This is my prayer above all things. That you may prosper. That you may increase. And that you may be in health. Now notice this. The caveat is this. Even as your soul prospers. You need to have the even as to prosper. In other words, your soul must be renewed. Your mind must be saturated. Your mind must be completely and totally convinced that it is the will of God for you to prosper. It's the will of God for you to increase. It's the will of God for you to walk in divine health. That's my prayer for you. That you prosper. That you walk in supernatural health. In your relationships. In every area of your life. Even as your soul prospers. So make room then in your soul. You understand your soul is your mind and your will and your emotions, right? So make room in your soul for increase. As I said earlier, develop a mindset for increase. In other words, be open-minded. But not only be open-minded, but be open-hearted. Open in your soul. Open in your heart. Open your lives to live openly and expansively. Everyone say, I'm open to live expansively. Put your hand over your midsection and say, Lord God, I pray for an expansion on the inside of me more of you more revelation more grace I receive today openness and an enlargement on the inside of me Ooh, glory to God that's where your faith is that's where faith comes from faith is of the heart amen out of your heart is going to flow the abundance of good things. Amen? Amen. So dream big. Think big. Believe big. Speak big. Because our God is a big God. There's no God like Him. There'll be no God like Him ever again. He's a big God. Hallelujah. Just go out at night sometimes on a clear night and just look up into the sky. That will expand you in your soul. I was looking at a picture of Brenda and I the other day. We went to Samoa back in 2011 and spoke at Ramah. It was a wonderful experience. But they took us out to some beautiful places where there were just wonderful beaches. And there's a picture of Brenda and I kissing. And then in the background is the vastness of this beautiful blue Pacific Ocean. If you need to increase in your soul, just open your eyes. Go to the ocean. Look up in the sky. And know that that's your Father that has made all those things. And He's given you richly all things to enjoy. For he's come that you might have life. Enjoy it to the full until it overflows. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. Amen.
So what I'm saying to you this morning is don't allow yourself to be constricted. In other words, when something is constricted, it's narrowed. Small thinking. Small believing. Uh Uh-uh. Enlarge. Believe God. Start where you're at, but don't stay where you're at. And if you'll start where you're at, you will not stay where you're at. But for heaven's sake, use your faith. Use your faith on something. Amen? Either use it or lose it. You might as well use what God has given you to glorify Him. Be enlarged in your heart. Be enlarged in your mind. How do I do that, Pastor Mark? Through the Word? By the power of the Holy Spirit? And by having good God-joined associations. I said by having good, godly-joined associations. Run with those. Follow those. Read after those. Watch them closely. Who through faith and patience have already inherited the promises. I'll guarantee you what's on them will get on you. But you need to be very, very careful who you follow. Because of what I just said, what's on them will get on you. You do not want to infall, you don't want to follow an immoral preacher. You do not want to follow a preacher that's stealing money from the building fund. You don't want to do that. You don't want to follow a preacher that's begging for money all the time. No, you want to follow them who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. And I dare say that in these last 40 years, we've inherited the promises. Because we have an inheritance. And part of our inheritance is our wealthy place. Glory to God. Are you ready for just a little bit more? Now, we started out with Psalm 65, Psalm 66, verse 12. And remember I said that part of the definition of the wealthy place is rich fulfillment? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up. up. Hallelujah. You weren't sleeping at the Thanksgiving table. No sense of sleeping here right now. Mm. Psalm 66, 12 says, You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but you brought us out to rich fulfillment. Everyone say rich fulfillment. Two times. Rich fulfillment. Rich fulfillment. This is a place, this place of rich fulfillment is a fruitful place. And God has a place just like that for you. A fruitful place where you can make a huge difference. Would you agree with me based on what we've said already today that it is God's will beyond any shadow of a doubt for you to be richly fulfilled? What about the rest of you? Richly fulfilled. For you to be in your wealthy place. Listen to me carefully. You have a God-ordained place where you fit. And you have a God-ordained place where you flourish. That's why it is very important to understand where your place is. 
and what your place is. There's too many people floundering out there wondering what their place is. Your place is a wealthy place. Your place is a place God has led you into. Now I'm going to prove that from the Word of God in Acts chapter 7. And notice with me in verse 26. Now this is from the Amplified Version. You got your ears on? He says this, He has made from one common origin, one source, one blood, all nations of men to settle on the face of the earth, having definitely determined their allotted periods of time and the fixed boundaries of their habitation, their settlements, their lands, and their abodes. I want to say to you this morning that you were not just born at any time. You were born for this time. You have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. And this time that we're in is the last of the last days. And God predetermined it. He predetermined it. Your lands, your abodes, and your settlements. He predetermined your allotment of time. Come on, somebody. This is not just speaking of a location. Get this. This is speaking also of a condition. God has a wealthy location, but not only a wealthy location, but also a wealthy condition for you in your location. Hallelujah. There is a location and a condition where you will excel and you will prosper like no other. It's your place of rich fulfillment. It's your fruitful place. So your location and your condition are connected. In Genesis chapter 22, how many remember when God spoke to Abraham to offer up Isaac? I mean, he was asking for some absolutely big, big obedience and commitment. In verse 1, it says, It came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham or tested him. And And Abraham said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom you love, And get into the land of Moriah and offer them a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and he got after it. He saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went to the place that God had told him. Everyone say he went into the place. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide you here with the ass, and I will go in the land, and the lad, and I will go yonder and worship. And he said, We're coming back. Abraham's a great example of faith, isn't he? And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, laid it upon Isaac his son, and took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake to Abraham, and his father said, My father, he said, Here am I my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb 
for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and he took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Notice he kept saying, here I am. I'm yours to command. And he said, don't lay your hand upon the lad, neither do anything unto him, for I know that you fear God. Seeing you have not withheld thy son, thy only son from thee. And Abraham lifted up his eyes. Everyone say he lifted up his eyes. And he looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son Isaac. I want you to know that God always shows up. It may be the last minute, but there's a ram out there in your thicket somewhere. Don't you know that that ram started early in the morning? It made its way up the mountain and went through some difficult places. But at the right time, glory to God, the ram showed up. And that was the offering that Abraham was to give. Don't you give up at the last minute. God's got some rams out there for you. God's got some promotions out there for you. God's got some miracles out there for you. And what he's requiring, he's requiring obedience. Here I am, Lord. I'm yours to to command. Whatever you say, I'm just flat going to do it. Because I know, just as Abraham said, me and the lad will go up yonder, but we'll come back. I know for sure that we're going to make it through. We're going to go to the other side. We're coming through, and we're going to make it. Amen. Woo! Glory to God. Verse 14. Here's what I want you to see. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount, come on somebody, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. Notice, the place was called Jehovah Jireh. Do you get it? Hallelujah. He was Jehovah Jireh when Abraham was in the right place. At the right time, doing the right thing, and obeying God. And so what are the factors here? The factors are this. Number one, the leading of God is always connected to the provision of God. Folks, it's obedience not only to what, but also to where. And the result was supernatural provision. Say it me, I'm always in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people. And so I've had to ask myself this, and I'm sure that you've had to ask yourself this, and if you haven't, you better start asking. Ask yourself, what place is God commanding me to go? Not geographically. But what place is God wanting me to go 
in my attitudes. What place is he wanting me to go to in my relationships? He wants us to let go of the bitterness and let go of the rejection, let go of the unforgiveness and follow him and get in the right place so that you can be in a good place and experience a good condition. What place is God asking us to go to in our faithfulness? In our walk with Him. How about this? What place is He asking us to go to in our finances? In our commitments? What place is He calling us to go to in our obedience? Because if you be willing and obedient, friend, you're going to eat something. Come on, somebody. If you be willing and obedient, you're not going to eat the bad of the land. You're going to do better than beans and cornbread. There's nothing wrong with beans and cornbread, but I'm telling you what, there's prime rib out there. There's filet mignons out there. If you be willing and obedient, come on somebody, you're going to eat the good of the land. And the good of the land is not just material. The good of the land is the ethnics. The good of the land is the nations represented here in the Bay Area. We're going to partake of the goodness of God by seeing a mighty harvest come in like a sweep in these last days. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to eat all right. But I'm going to be willing and I'm going to be obedient. And me and my family... We're going to eat the good of the land. So let's make sure that we're in the right place. That we don't have sour attitudes toward people. That we're loving and that we're kind. You see, when we are, our condition and His provision is a sure thing. When you're at the right place... Doing the right thing in the kingdom of God, you can expect great peace, great strength, great joy, and great provision. Hallelujah. You can expect it. Amen. So I want to encourage you to stay on course. Stay on track. Don't get off the path that God's got you on. His path is a good path. His path leads you to your place of rich fulfillment. I like how Ephesians 2.10 says it this way. Let's all stand up. Let's lift up our hands and let's just thank God. Lord, you got to lift up your hands and lift up your voice. I know it's hard to get up. (laughs) No, it's not. Amen. Come on, lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Let's say it together. Thank God. You bought us with a price. You brought us out of darkness. And you're bringing us in to our wealthy place. He's bringing me in to my wealthy place. He's bringing me in to a greater place of grace. He's bringing me in. To my wealthy place. Bringing us in. Now, if you have 
not gotten on the path that God's got for you, please do it. Do it today. Do it before it's too late. You don't want to waste any time. You don't want to hesitate. You don't want to just take up space. Ephesians 2.10, and this is closing. In the last part of that verse, first part it says, you know, we're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may know those good works which God has. Let's go on to the next part. Predestined and so forth. Now notice this. Everyone read when we start saying taking paths. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's got some good paths for you. Somebody said, well, I've been on the wrong path. Well, you can get on the right path. I was on the wrong path for years and years and years. But God bought me with a price. And he bought you with a price. Amen. These paths are good paths. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So it's very important for us to check up every now and then. So what place are you leading me to? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's pray a little bit. Glory to God. Let's go ahead and pray. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for the ministry of your Spirit today. The ministry of the Word of the Lord that went forth freely, that went forth without distraction. We give you the glory. We give you the honor for it. And Lord, I know that your Word lodges deep within the hearts of these men and these women. And Father, I'm just trusting you for the results that shall come forth as a result of hearing the word of the Lord. It's like Janet said, I'm not just a Dewey, but I'm a doer. So raise your right hand to the Lord and say, thank God. I am a doer. I am a doer of the word of God. Now look at your neighbor and say, he's bringing you out. And he's bringing you in to your wealthy place. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen.